Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where we are fascinated with animation inside the Vectorverse. I'm Tim, and with me, as what seems to be always now, is Frank, Vector, and Mark. Uh, Frank is with me from Beer with Geeks and all Thought Bubble audio shows. Vactor is with me, of course, from the Vactorverse. And Mark is with me from Animation Fascination. How are you, gentlemen? Frank, we'll start with you. How are you today? I'm doing great and glad to be back with this with this crew. That's great. Vactor, how are you? I'm doing excellent. I can't wait to talk animated superheroes. We're going to talk animated superheroes, which is great because we have Animation Fascination here. Mark, how are you today? Yeah. Doing good and ready to celebrate uh, National uh, Spider-Man. Wait, the, this is this Justice League episode. Oh, sorry, I'm re- ready to celebrate Justice League War World. Yay! Justice League War World. <laughs> Take a I shot every time you hear wear something DC today. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Now, of course, this is a three-way crossover between Beer with Geeks, Factorverse, and Animation Fascination. But because Beer with Geeks is uh, a show in which we have dogs bark in the middle of our podcast, <laughs> um, but it is also a show uh, where Frank and I uh, imbibe some liquor while discussing geeky things. Frank, what are you drinking today? I have a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze Whoa. IPA. That is a cool can. Is what it that is, is a cool can, is it not? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so this is a juicy and hazy IPA, and it is uh, it is delightful. It's got some some citrusy flavor to it, and I'm uh, really enjoying it. What about uh, Tim? Are you drinking something tonight? I am. Uh, in honor of one of the segments of Justice League War World, I am drinking a High Noon. Um, that was uh, funny because one of was one of the sections was a western. I'm so clever. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a high noon tequila seltzer strawberry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. my last one. What are you gonna do? Nice. Yeah, these are good. Uh, gentlemen, are do you have anything with you from water all the way to um, root beer? Uh, Mark, what do you got? I am drinking a Kirkland energy shot because I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that, that, that's what I am. Right on. Good for you. Factor, what about yourself? Well, all you have to do is fill in with the CGI, the can of AW right here. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. It's really good, boys. But I, I forgot my drink. Uh, so I have nothing. That's okay. That's okay. I think you said last time you were gonna have you were gonna have a root beer. And oh so, should it oh. I think. I think it just turns out that Factor's not a man of his word. I guess that's just what it comes down to. <laughs> I have I have a dilemma on my hands, boys. Maybe you guys can help me solve it. So I have a choice now. AW is my favorite root beer of all time. The regular AW, beautiful, bubbly goodness, has a lot of sugar in it. A lot yeah. of sugar. So that is. Option one, do I want to die by obesity? Or option two, they now have a zero sugar AW, which contains aspartame, which do I want to die by cancer? So do I want obesity or cancer? Which do I want? Which is the better way to go? Obesity. I feel like that's like a non, like that's almost like a non question because at least you will 
enjoy the food <laughs> that you wanted <laughs> until the point where it kills you. But no. but you're gonna but otherwise you're just gonna die from cancer having the not as good version. Here's the here's the thing. You have some control over if you have the sugar, you have some control over the intake, you know, you can moderate it. But the aspartame is kind of a question mark of how much of it is gonna is gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. You know what? You've convinced me. I'm going regular A and W from now on. No more zero sugar for me. You know, you, know, there you, go. you may also get a TLC uh, TV series too if you gain enough weight. Ooh. See, there you go. So, also, I or- guess I could also exercise as well. Um, well, sure, but I mean, you know. <laughs> Who has the time? I could grow hair. (laughs) Frank's always wanted a ponytail. Little known fact. (laughs) Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah, disappointment abounds for Frank. It Um, does. It truly does. So anyway, we're here to talk Justice League War World. The next entry in the DC animated universe is Tomorrowverse, as it is dubbed. uh, Their next entry, and so. We'll go around. I'll do a, a little synopsis of it, non-spoiler. We'll say like whether we liked it, we didn't like it, and then we'll just kind of move into spoilers because this is one that I feel like kind of have to spoil it. Yes. Just to, yeah, yeah, just to talk about it. So, um, so basically, uh, it is the Justice League movie, uh, um, mostly Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, where they find themselves uh, in different scenarios wondering about themselves and then they uh it then war world and mongol and stuff can't really talk about it besides saying that um so i'll say this movie was really just okay like and that's kind of it was really just okay like frank go ahead yeah it was fine like it was fine. You know, I, I, one of my, one of my things that I try to, uh, a benchmark that I try to apply if I'm, if I, if I feel like I'm not really enjoying a piece of comic book media is to say like, okay, maybe you're not enjoying this as a movie or a TV episode or whatever, but like, imagine this is, imagine this is a comic. Like I, I thought this a lot towards the latter seasons of like Arrow where I was like, eh, I'm not feeling the show as much anymore. But like, if this is a comic, I'd be super in, like, I'd still be into it. You know, like, it's a it's a good comic book storyline. Maybe it's just not working for me for whatever reason on, on the screen. With this, I was like, no, I wouldn't enjoy this as a comic either. This is just, Ooh. this is just okay. <laughs> mm. Like, it's just okay. Not mm-hmm. bad, but just sort of middle of the road for me. Uh, Vector. You know, I was today years old when I found out that these were dubbed the tomorrow verse. I, for some reason, just thought, Hey, this is the continuation of every DC animated universe movie of all time. Uh, but now that I go back and think about 2020's man of tomorrow and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess there is a through line from <laughs> that movie all the way through to this one, including the voice, the same voice actors. So, you know, I thought, and we have a little text group going the, the first thing, out of my head when I when I finished it was I thought it started slow, but I liked the ending. And that was specifically because the ending sets up something else. So then I started to think about it. Was my positive review only because of, I was thinking of what was going to come next and I wasn't actually thinking about this movie? So then I started to question all of my beliefs and my moral system and just my place in reality. Mm-hmm. But I think I I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Mark. Uh yeah, I think I'm I agree with everyone else's sentiment. Uh, it was uh just okay. It was it was fine. I, I gave it the the 3 uh, out of five stars on Letterboxd for it. Um, uh, the things that I've liked, and I, yeah, with like it being like the Tomorrow Verse that I've liked the most with these have been like the the voice actors that they've had for these with like Darren Chris as uh, Clark Kent, Superman, and uh, Jensen Ackles finally getting to to be Batman uh, and Bruce Wayne in there, and then who was. Uh, Static Attic. Static Attic, yeah. Static I thought she was very good in there too. But uh I liked the like the vignettes, like like how they kind of centered on each of them throughout the the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I almost kind of wish like how they've done those like 
like that Batman Ninja movie, or they did hmm. like, um, like New Frontier, like where they did, they've done like these movies that are all of that, or like the Gotham by Gaslight, where it's like all this like Elseworlds kind of things. Yeah. Right, almost, as a standalone. I almost would have liked to seen these three stories as their own three move like standalone movies and then maybe the war world movie itself is then then picks up like where they kind of coalesced later in this movie and then that's its like own thing but sure right. that's all not, right well i think we hit, i think we've hit into let's talk let's uh spoiler territory um yeah and so um, just a couple of things to go off of what Mark said and then my own comment and that uh, for everybody to discuss. It's a weird way to do War World for those of you who are familiar with it. Like really isn't War World at all. It's three Elseworld stories that happen to be connected to War World that's barely present in the movie itself. It could be anything. It's like a couple of rooms and Mongol happens to be there. Um, and then uh, And then on top of that, if someone told me that the most interesting story that I was going to watch in this involved Batlash, I would have smacked them silly. Um, <laughs> but, but here we are. <laughs> like, so discuss. Anybody can take that one. Hmm. I, I thought, I, I thought that it was, uh, I, I like what you're saying, Mark, about like it, if they had expanded each of these stories or given them some, some more spotlight, I, I almost, and I know that these are like, you know, obviously they're, they're, doing movies uh, as by by choice but i almost wish they'd play with the format a little bit and do like what if they dropped you know a four episode like mini series in mm -hmm. one day you know yes, where there were yes. 30 minute episodes on each uh on each of those stories and then a war world episode uh uh you know and, and drop it as as sort of a little a little mini series almost like a graphic novel or almost like a like a, a maxi series or something right uh, a mini series so i i i i would like to have i would have liked to have seen something like that i feel like the format of trying to make it one movie kind of made it hard to like we got i don't know how far in and it was we were still with jonah hex and wonder woman which i right. loved that but i kind of it seemed like they had a lot of story to tell with that and they were sort of constrained by the by the format, and then it kind of felt like we rushed through the rest mm. of it a little bit because of that. Yeah, it was about twenty minutes per segment. And it was a pretty even split. And I was kind was of it really because it didn't yeah. feel that way. That's interesting. Okay, because some of them were more interesting stories than mm. others. Like, like I, truthfully, like I said, if like if you told me that the Batlash one with Jonah Hex and Wonder Woman was going to be more interesting than than Warlord and Batman, I said that that doesn't track for me. Like mm. based on my own interests, but I found that one tedious. And then by the time we got to the Twilight Zone-ish episode, apparently it's based on an actual Twilight Zone episode. Um, oh. I can look up the name because my hmm. friend told me. That's um, interesting. Yeah. And uh, he said that one's the best one because it actually does like, he said it actually does riff on the episode well. The Superman one? The Superman one. Nice. Yeah. Um, hold on. I can see that being a... a Twilight Zone plot, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm a big Twilight Zone fan, so mm -hmm. yeah, that that's right up my alley. It's a take on "Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up?" Apparently, um, okay, huh? which hmm. is which is great. But I think part of the issue with the whole thing is that, like, obviously we know who these characters are, so like, and we know they're going to solve this issue of not knowing who they are. So there really are no stakes mm -hmm. at all like from start to finish. And I feel like the Wonder Woman one has the most stakes because we don't know the whole situation yet. So why she's there, because we start in media res, right? We're just kind of thrown into it. Um, and because of that, like anything is possible, but then it's just like, oh, you don't know who you are. I see. Okay. And then you get to Batman and it's the same thing. And that's it. You know, that's interesting. I actually had the reverse take and the Batman one was my favorite. And I think it's because that's the one out of all three. That's the one where a character actually goes on a journey from start to finish. Whereas with the Wonder Woman, I felt like she was the same at the start as at the beginning. Superman was kind of the same, except for he was he found out a little bit more about himself being Superman. But at that point, 
the the veil is lifted and everybody finds out. But I felt like the Batman one, he goes from, you know, the the prisoner to the um the savior almost. And I liked that journey of Batman and the I think that genre, that kind of fantasy Conan the Barbarian, I think in one of the special features they called him the Batbarian. Um, that oh, yeah. to me was the most interesting. So I think I agree with Frank and Mark. If this was either, let's say if this was like a justice league show and these were episodes, individual episodes leading up to the finale, the season finale, and that's the war world piece and what is coming after what gets set up at the end here. I wonder if that would have been more satisfying because I think it does shortchange it. And I think, Tim, you were the one who brought that up of trying to force it into these little boxes. The story is getting kind of short shifted. There's you're taking pieces out because you have to fit it into this box instead of just letting the story flow. So I think the it it's very ambitious of what they were trying to do, but it kind of falls, crumbles under the weight of those you know, trying to lift up, um, do the heavy lifting, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like in theory, like I think Frank said, like if this was a, um, a comic, like, you mm -hmm. know, he said this one that he wouldn't have enjoyed, but like in a miniseries, but I give them credit for, you know, there's only, there's only a couple of tomorrow verse movies, you know, out there. So like they said, okay, so we can introduce Jonah Hex and warlord, um, and the you know in those worlds all within the very small times time frame to make the dc universe feel so much larger in a really small amount of time but i think part of that falls apart because it just turns out they're all just things they're all just imaginary things from the martian manhunter um mm -hmm. and so and then it doesn't really deliver on the promise of its own title right it's you know right. justice league war world and we don't really spend almost any time in war world. Um, Mongol is like, he speaks for a bit and then he maybe punches Martian Manhunter. I don't know. I was really checked out by that point. Um, <laughs> and then, like, and then, and then Starfire question mark, right. Shows up at oh, the end. Um, that's Harbinger. They just changed the sure? look of like, her. They just mm -hmm. changed the look to make her look like Starfire. It's in the special okay. features. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Starbinger. I didn't know who that <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was the first either. Um, but Tim, that's a great point. The The title is very deceiving on two fronts. Number one, like you said, the War World title is deceiving. I'm going to even say the Justice League part is deceiving because it's really a Trinity movie. And I'm. this is something that I've been struggling with for decades now. I really wish DC would have the courage to stand behind their their roster more than we have to do a Batman story. We have to do a Superman story or we have to do a justice league story for, I would say 90% of the DC animated, you know, lineup, even beyond the tomorrow verse, it's always been Batman, Superman, justice league. They think those are the only ones that sell <laughs> and it, it just I mean, kind of frustrates me. I think there's really are the only ones that sell. So yeah. you can't really Which, blame them for wanting to sell their product. That also frustrates me that people don't come out and vote with yeah. their wallets. But as I think all of us are fans of the DC universe in general, and there's so many great characters that they could spotlight. But it, it almost feels like a when I'm making a YouTube video and I have to think about, all right, the title has to make people click on it. It has to make bring mm -hmm. the audience in. And that's what it feels like with this. It's like, well, if it put it on the shelf and we say Trinity – it's not going to sell like a Justice League would. So we have to, like, I feel like they feel like they're backed into a corner at this point. They have to put either Superman, Batman, or Justice League. And it's really a deceiving clickbait title because it's not the Justice League. Like it's you true. said, it's the Trinity and Martian Manhunter. I, think I mean, it's, it's, it's a deceiving title, you know, just like the video, the title of this video, you know, War World, <laughs> worst movie ever, um, was super <laughs> deceiving, but here we are. Um, but uh, I mean, no one wants to watch something where it's like, yeah, it was fine. Um, 
I have felt for a while now that Warner Brothers is a terrible steward of DC Comics. Like, terrible, terrible steward. Uh, And it should be taken away from them. Mm. Um, They're just, they... They are too risk averse an organization, and and right now they're in some serious financial trouble where they need to you know uh, invest in in things that are all only winners, um, and they can't take any any risks. Um, and they were already super risk averse creatively already. Um, exactly what you're talking about, Vector, where they're like, okay, well everything's either Superman or Batman or or Justice League because the numbers show those are the things that do well. Where to the point where they wouldn't take a risk on something that's like a really, really good, you know, Green Lantern story, like a uh, uh, Guy Gardner uh, Green Lantern story. Never, not going to happen because it's too risky. Like, like it could be a really great story. Um, you're not going to see a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, from from DC. You're not going to see that across the Spider Verse from DC. You would not. Think. You would not. I, and and I, I mean that on the big screen as well as in in, in this in this arena. I don't think that's true. I want to flat out say I don't think that's okay. true. Um, I think that was true for the past several years. I think what you're saying is correct. Like, up until they announced that they were going to do Creature Commandos. Mm. Mm, yes. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's right. fair. Like, and I think that, I think James Gunn is definitely going to bring in a new... I, Yes, a breath of fresh air. I, I 100% agree with that. It's definitely going to bring an air. I will. I, I like. Varies <laughs> out whether it will be fresh. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. I. I you you actually, make a good point, though. I. I might have a. I might have a. A. Uh, hangover from the last 15 years or so. <laughs> I actually want to get your guys' thoughts on the tomorrow verse in general. Mark, have you enjoyed the Tomorrow verse? Starting with Man of Tomorrow, it goes Justice Society, World War II, Batman Long Halloween, Green Lantern, Beware My Power, Legion of Superheroes, and then now Justice League War World. And then it's already over because there's one more left, which I think we can uh, say at this point, it's leading to Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's going to be the finale of this Tomorrow verse, and then the James Gunn stuff is coming in. So, Mark, what have you thought about the Tomorrowverse so far? Uh, I remember at least when the the Superman film came out, I specifically like the animation style for that. Uh, I, I really liked the kind of like thicker. I don't know yes. how other like way to describe it other than I liked the kind of like thicker outlines of like the characters yes. on that. Uh, uh, I call it the Super and- Friends style yeah <laughs> mm. i think that's what they're like harkening yeah. to. <laughs> and i i've liked the 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 actors they've had for this go round too is for representing the different characters too like i thought darren chris has done a really good job as clark kent and superman in there uh happy that jensen ackles finally got to, got to be batman like he had like always wanted to be um and then that they actually did like another Green Lantern animated film, and, and right. like what you were Not saying Hal that Jordan. with like, yeah, and like what you were saying with the Batman like animated films, I looked off to like off screen for a second. I was like, yep, almost like this entire shelf right here is either Batman live action movies or animated movies that take up like the which I love Batman, comic. but I want yeah more. I want more flavors. Yeah, so yeah, like it would be nice if there was more than just like the the Flashpoint Paradox movie as being the only animated Flash movie. It would have been cool if there was like a Flash movie within this like Tomorrowverse two outside of just mm-hmm. being included within like the Justice League or films like that. Um, so I don't know. I have that from that point of view, I've liked kind of like the new animation style and the new kind of point of view for this, but I do wish again like there was more varied stories of rather than just batman just justice league just superman all the time right i mean imagine if they dropped a flash movie you know that that uh in coordination with a flash movie in theaters right Right. like right that seems like a great opportunity to marry those things together but yeah it's just i think it shows you the number one the mismanagement of warner brothers but also that it's just, there's nothing, I mean, we can even talk about the the live action DC movies. There's no foundation 
for them to stand on. And so everything feels like it's like they're just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. And then they'll yeah. build the universe off of that. And then I feel like with this tomorrow verse, it's kind of like the same thing where it's over before it's even started. Like mm. I, I'm it, the, not it started the producers or the creators. I feel, you know, like yeah. obviously above their pay grade. Right. Um, right. James Gunn coming in. But I, I guess I like that we're now getting, Hey, it's going to be one creative vision uh, from what we've been told, if we go off of these reports, it's just going to be one force behind everything, whether it's the live action, the animated, like the whole, there's going to be a cohesive, at least there's going to be a ground level for these things to to go off of and, and have some firm footing so they're not all shaking and like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Am I going to have a sequel or what? Like, So I think the, the premise or the promise, I should say, of this new DC uh, universe is pretty good. The, have the geeks enjoyed the Tomorrowverse overall? Um, let, let's start with President Gannon because he's it's it's his world. So let's ask him first. Um, yeah, it's fine. I think there most of them are okay. I uh, I think the long Halloween, I guess, combined is probably their best. But mm. I think part two is better than part one. Actually, mm. so I actually brought up my like I letterbox ranked them. So it goes like the second part of Long Halloween, Justice Society, World War II, Long Halloween Part One, Legion of Superheroes, Green Lantern Beware My Power, Superman Man of Tomorrow, and then Justice League War World. Um so it cause so it's like at least it's not like diminishing returns. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but I right. think all kind of even. Yeah. I think the cleverest of them is the the Justice Society movie, like it actually mm. surprised me, which doesn't mm. happen a lot inside yes, superhero yes. products. So, um, but like even that one, even though I'd say it's one of their better ones, if not, you know, close to their best, like mm -hmm. it, they're still just okay. Like I'll right. probably never right. watch them again. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Frank, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you both. Um, I think that most, of, I mean, ever since they've been doing these movies since 2006, seven, it's a long time now. Yeah. The, the first Superman doomsday. Right. Uh, uh, I thought you were talking about like the tomorrow verse, which was, yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> so which, like, no, no, sorry. The question was about the tomorrow verse, but I'm saying that I think the tomorrow verse and, and all of these animated films going back even further are kind of, Similar level of of uh, seven, nice job, excitement yeah. for me. Yeah, that up. yeah. Um, nice. I I feel as though they are all for the most part they average like a B B plus, mm -hmm. with some notable exceptions uh, that are you know there's some really great I thought you know New Frontier and and the first Wonder Woman one and a bunch of a bunch of them were, were like outstanding. Um, I thought that uh, Long Halloween was was fantastic. Um. I think that that in general, this whole project, um, going back to 07, has been pretty much a, a BB plus effort, and and th I think the Tomorrowverse kind of is consistent with with everything before it. Hmm. Yeah, man. And I also wanted to get your guys' thoughts because this is always running through my head. I, and I always want to get whenever it's something DC, I'm always thinking about this group right here. This is like my. My closest DC friends are right here. So I also wanted to get your thoughts on DC's hard PG-13 slash light R content. And that's actually what, what threw me off about the Wonder Woman opening was the violence. And it was kind of, I felt gratuitous to the point where it just felt like it was showing violence because we can and not this is the story point of I want to make sure that, that you know that the old West is violent. You know, I felt it just didn't need to be as violent as it was. And I'm not necessarily prudish and I, I'm not necessarily um, somebody who's, who shies away from that type of content. But to me, it just, it felt out of place with Wonder Woman and I felt like, why is she killing all these people? Um, so I, I just, that made me think of Harley Quinn, which is hard. Like it's the language and the violence. I love the Harley Quinn show on Max right now. It's actually one of my favorite shows. But 
in general, do you think this harder edge DC has been successful and do you like it? I think is what I want to ask each one of you. Um, but let me, let me ask Frank first. I think going back to my Warner Brothers is a terrible story. <laughs> I think that they have some data that shows like people want to see this. Mm. So this movie will have X number of, you know, bloody scenes in it or, or whatever. I think right. it is pretty focus groupy mm. and checking a box. Um, so I agree with you that it feels a little gratuitous and, and it doesn't really feel like it's necessary in this movie. I think in some mm. of the other ones, uh, it's it's fit better, but it did sort of feel like, well, we've already decided this is going to be a PG-13. So like, where, where, where's the right. 13? Give, right. me, give me some PG-13. Right. That's, yeah. So is it, does it work? Sometimes didn't, didn't work for me in this one. Um, I'd be just as happy if they, if they didn't do it. I, in general, I'm like, I want more stuff that I could show to my kid when she's old enough to watch some of this stuff. Um, but then again, this is made for a more adult audience, which I appreciate. So, right. um, yeah, I, I could do without it, but, but there's, there's a place for it. There's a place for it. I just don't know that this movie really did it the way that I would have preferred. Right. What do you think, Tim? Uh, to echo both of your points, I think that violence in a story has to serve some form of narrative purpose. Like it's there for a reason to explain something about the characters or the setting or something thematically or something like that. Violence for violence sake really has no place in a story for me. Like I just, it, it, it it's not even, a, it doesn't have to be gratuitous. Like, but if it's not doing anything mm -hmm. that, and it's just there, then I don't care to see it. To Frank's point, like, it's better to like, if you want these characters to survive, if you want them to live for another 85 years, you have to make content that is acceptable for a four-year-old all the way up to an 80-year-old. Um, and it's like to single out a very particular audience set um, more often than not is only going to screw your product over in later years because you're not gaining new audience members because it's you're making these movies like to frank said like oh we've already decided this is going to be peach 13 or r or, or something like that and i mean clearly they were going for an r here you know mm -hmm. like there's no question just within the wonder woman sequence but my point like that it serves zero purpose in the context of the rest of the story even as it actually gets less violent as the story goes on so you really wonder why is any of that even there in the first place? Because right. apart from like you said, like, oh, the Wild West is violent. I knew that and I didn't need to see it, nor is it really Justice League War World's place to show me that the Wild West is violent. Like, I'll watch Unforgiven if I want to know that or something like that. Like, take one look at Jonah Hex's face and you know the Wild West was violent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it did feel out of place to me and it felt like it didn't like these are supposed to be anthology stories and, and the, the theme of the war, like they're they're all tying together because Martian Manhunter has them under a trance. And so leading into the last story, it felt out of place. Like it didn't feel like it meshed with the other two. So, yeah, I just had a weird vibe. And I did want to say, Tim, you talked about the history of. DC and and lasting for 80 years the DC documentary that is on Max right now superpower the DC story is Frank's kiss you finished you it got to watch it <laughs> if you're into the DC if you're into the history of DC if you know it or if you don't know it both audiences i think will be were very well entertained by the three um three different stories that uh, three different episodes i should say that are on Max right now so got to give a plug to that yeah. Uh, Mark, Actually, hold on. Before oh, I have one final point before uh, before yeah. Mark can say whatever he wants. Sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> um, to go, but the superpower thing reminded me in that documentary. Jeff Johns uh, says, Ooh, he says, yes. he says, he says, by the way, grim and gritty doesn't mean violent, or it doesn't mean realistic. Actually, grim and gritty doesn't mean realistic. He says it should be emotionally real. That's what realistic is. And so, in this movie, didn't get that memo. Right. And so that's the my that was my kind of my takeaway from that. It just 
okay. I mean, it feels almost like a wonder, like, I'm sorry, like, if the Harley Quinn show, which is also great, like you said, but that's like, that's a for a very particular audience. This movie yes, needs to be right. like, it's for a general audience, but not like Harley Quinn is, is a more of a, a niche watch, but, yes. um, uh, I completely, Oh, but even in the Harley <laughs> Quinn show, the bat family is like, we don't have, we have a no kill rule. Like, right. Yes, you know, even yes. then the heroes are like, no, we don't kill. And that's an ongoing story point in season four. Whereas, <laughs> Wonder Woman is just very happy to do a headshot. Yeah, like, like I, I just didn't. Yeah, I just didn't feel like that fit in. And and is that the kind of character that I want my son seeing? As like Frank said, if I'm if I want my uh, if I want the next generation of actors coming up to watch something on DC, I don't want him learning. Hey, it's good to kill. Wonder Woman does it. And you should too. Like I don't want that to be the message necessarily. I did like in the um, was it in the Batman story where he he comes across a gun and he's like he kind of has a muscle it's, memory. And he's like, ah. it's the um, it's the the a diner one. It's the Superman one. Oh, okay, yes, police yeah. officer or whatever. And he's like, yeah. I did, I did like that. Um, yeah, yeah, Mark. Yeah, what do you think about the the hard R or hard PG thirteen? Yeah, kind of like to return the sentiment of like what everyone else has said. If it like it has to serve some kind of narrative or like thematic purpose to like the overall like story and like the moral of the st- morals that the story is trying to tell and that. So like what like Snyderverse gets it a lot, but like it, it was almost like okay. the Snyderverse version of like Wonder Woman, where because mm. the, the the Batman and that would just like shoot people with. This, yes. Yeah. The, the car. <laughs> yeah, he's got machine guns. Like, yeah, Superman's breaking necks. Um, yeah. So, and then like one, even like Wonder Woman in, in those movies like killed people too, like in front mm-hmm. of like because when she kicks those people that hard, they're not like they're not coming <laughs> back from that. Um, <laughs> so, and like they went like, to a farm upstate. It was fine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so like like the sh- like shows like Invincible or like Harley Quinn or like that that like use violence. It's always used like in a very specific way or like they're trying to use it to highlight something within in that story so it i always appreciate when it's done in that way and not just done for shock value and to go back really quick that's a that's an excellent version of using violence thematically or for character use instead of being gratuitous like that's a really really good example um, right. And to go back really quick about like the DC animated, uh, like Factor and I always kind of talk about like that stuff, like for like years with how for like, even I guess now still is like for a long time, DC animated films, or you could always rely on DC to do really good or at least wa- watchable animated movies. And then Marvel was what you'd go to for the, the live action films. Cause for a short period of time, Marvel was putting out animated movies that kind of stopped doing that. Uh, and that's still kind of the same sentiment. Whereas like you go, you go watch great live action Marvel movies and then you go watch questionable live action DC movies. And it's always been a thing too, where it's like how you guys are saying, WB is kind of like a bad steward for DC, which is kind of sad too. Where they they have the rights to all every single DC character, and like Marvel Studios had to like you know pick and choose what they could use. There's still like some characters that were randomly owned by different studios because of Marvel essentially almost going bankrupt like before the the late like the late '90s. So they had to sell mm-hmm. stuff off. Um, so, and they were able to be successful that way with the stuff that they did have. Whereas like DC had all, has all their stuff. They can do whatever they want. And they still somehow because of that, almost have, have like the inverse embarrassment of riches, but aren't able to use them properly. So with that, hopefully now James Gunn will be able to do something from that. Even like with what he's chosen already for like 
the like gods and monsters kind of chapter one of like what they're going to be doing with that stuff that already seems kind of like a new vision of a path forward to use lesser known characters they're going to have you know superman batman wonder woman in there still too but you know interweave like blue beetle and a few other lesser known characters that maybe have not gotten movies or tv shows or stuff in the past too so i'm excited for those kind of possibilities of what's to, to come with that kind of stuff and i feel like it's the james gunn is a comic book fan and so he he understands it from a standpoint that you know i think previously the warner brothers uh, heads have just been businessmen and it's just been, all right, we got to get the best, you know, we got to get the most money out of this. Um, who cares if it's, if it's what the comic fans want and if it's, if it's true to the characters, if it's something that's going to be enjoyable. And it's, I feel like when James Gunn with him coming in, at least we know that it's somebody who, who is on our level and his understanding is um, I think a high, high level of comic understanding. So I'm happy, at least from that standpoint, like I said, we don't know what quality of stuff we're going to get, but if we just go off the announcements and the, the outline of what's coming, I think this is going to be a much better DC situation. And we're going to talk about all that stuff, but uh, Tim, I'm very excited about crisis on infinite earth. And I don't know if I was the only one who at the end when that tease happened, like it made me say, "Oh, I love this movie!" Like I was, I'm thinking about <laughs> Crisis, and I, I wasn't even thinking about anything else. About oh, I didn't like Wonder Woman shooting people. I was only thinking about that. When you saw that, when that tease hit, um, did you jump up for joy, or did you go, oh, whatever? So, so I had two reactions one of them was oh okay well, this, was the, this was the starfire like, <laughs> um, so one of them was one of them was oh this was the announcement at comic-con because they mm, announced yes, prices right at comic-con right. so i said okay mm -hmm. well that i guess that tracks that leads right in that we know what's coming next but my second thought was so this movie was a complete waste of my time then like i can see that yeah and, and i'm not like a well, the story doesn't matter anymore because a reboot's coming. I'm not that. If I enjoyed the story, then, like, I enjoyed the story. Then that's right. great. I don't care if there's a reboot coming. Like, whatever. The reboots happen all the time. Um, and so that that doesn't buy, that doesn't that doesn't affect me. But for me, I was like, but so every, it's more like from a character point of view, like everything that they just went through, Marshmallow's like, we've been here for months and I've been in your mind. <laughs> None of it matters now. Not a right. single right. second of their effort matters. Yeah. Yeah. And right. that I think not so much for me, so but for them, I was like, well, okay, that was fun and short lived. And also, I really didn't feel like the movie needed the tag. I feel like the tag occurred mm. because it was like this movie's is boring. <laughs> and maybe someone will be excited for it if we tease Christ's on Infinite Earth. At the end. <laughs> And they, they got me. They, they got, got me. They, it was like a it was like a pyramid scheme, and they just got yeah. You. They, yes. they brought you right in. Uh, you you wrote back to that Nigerian prince, and you sent him your your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Frank, did I, you have? Uh, oh, I'll oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, mine was just gonna be really quick. I was just gonna say I did tell Vector I did fall asleep last night while I was watching. Oh yes. Yeah. But I had you said you were tired anyway. Well, I mean, that's a that's a constant. But I did have to <laughs> watch the last 20 minutes of the, the movie again earlier before we started recording. And was it worth it? Did you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Lobo's in this movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I, was, I actually it. did. I did like their take on one Lobo. It's a good Lobo, you know, yes. from, back from Man of Tomorrow. But right. I actually did like their take on Mongol. Um, mm, yes. Like, right. He felt less like. I'm big, strong man. Like, yes. so I, I enjoyed that bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was, there's a special feature on the, um, the, the movie, you know, I don't know if, if you're watching this on physical or, or digital anyways, there's a special feature where they talk about the design choice for Mongo. And like you said, they didn't want him to just be a Hulk dark side Thanos looking guy. It was like, we want him to be slim, slender, and almost like, He's addicted to the, um, the 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 
the the emotions that are that war world is feeding off of these negative emotions he's addicted to that and so he's supposed to be like an addict and that's why his body is slimmer and he's just like he's being drained like he's trying to get from world world war world but war world is is taking from him so yeah i also like that um see, take that's, on it. that's a great concept that i did not see in this movie yeah you know what i mean like that if you spent time doing stuff like that like and exploring that type of thing then i would have been more invested in this movie instead of three useless vignettes right yeah mongol was just was barely a character mm -hmm. in this like right Re really like he was sort of a cardboard cutout of mongol right um and in I the way like he I was, was used in the story I, I just a flat stanley of mongols flat mongol was that like <laughs> <laughs> yes i felt like i was missing like a huge chunk of the story once we got into it i was like wait a minute what was going on with the white martians and then this is and the key to this like it felt like we were coming in like we fell fell asleep during the first half of the movie we're coming into the last half and like, wait a minute, what happened in the first part? It's like so, two in media reses where it's like it starts in media res with like, oh, what's happening with Wonder Woman? It's obviously her, but I wonder what's happening. And then it's like, I wonder what's happening in general. Right, <laughs> what right, is happening? Right. Yes. I did ask myself what is happening a few yes, times during right. this movie. Um, I, I kind of tuned out towards the end. And then it was over, and I had to rewind and watch the <laughs> ending again. <laughs> it just went to credits, and I was like, wait, wait, something happened. That's right. it? Yeah, I was reading some reviews online where people were saying that. They were like, it's over? Like, it's like, what what just happened? So I feel like there was a lot of structural problems with this where the opening, it felt kind of weird. The middle felt kind of weird. And then the end felt kind of weird. It was like, I, you never got your footing on this movie like what is this movie because i actually like the mystery of it of trying to unravel like what is this and that actually kept me interested going into each one but then once you got the reveal it was like man i don't know if that was worth the journey that we went on but yeah yeah it's it, it's just kind of a almost, weird structured movie you're almost as as lost as like superman batman and wonder woman are when they come out of like the translator and they're like i have no idea what's mm -hmm. going on but, like join the club we are oh, yeah. also not Which, sure I what's guess, going on like could, is good in some ways narratively yeah. like keep right, your audience right. guessing with your main characters but right. i think part of that issue is that like we know who they are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's not like it so the dramatic irony isn't working yeah right. that's right. that's really what it it comes to and i this movie had three or four writers credited right in the credits which is usually never a good sign right um, usually never actually and i wanna mm, yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pull it up because <laughs> yeah, jeremy, um, it looks adams. like the only one yeah jeremy adams is the only one that was a return and he was on justice society everyone else looks like was new as far as the tomorrow verse um, bernie altbacker and josie campbell yeah. And I, oh, I'm sorry. Jesse Campbell also worked on Legion of Superheroes. I think Ern and I think Ernie Camp Altbacker and Jess Campbell worked together because as the ampersand between their two names, uh, which I know that's usually what I was means look, they're that's what I was going to look up. That's yeah. The ampersand they work together. The the yeah. and the word and they do not. So that tells you that tells you a bit when you have to when you have multiple credited writers and they didn't all work together. Yeah. Um. Mm. Then it's credited writers because there's always multiple writers on on projects always right but, but when they're all credited that means that it was a cluster mm -hmm. like that was yeah it. this one also had the most out of all of the tomorrow verse this one had the most writers um my only yeah, thought that maybe they wrote individual segments like mm -hmm. somebody wrote yeah, the wonder woman right. segment and they got right. credited someone wrote the batman segment and they got credited but that would explain its narrative floppiness mm. Right, um, right. But pff, I don't know. Could have used another pass. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody have anything magical or extraordinary or extra they want to say about this movie before we wrap up? The phrase narrative floppiness is magical to me. I just need to say that. <laughs> Slap that on the, the, on the front of the Blue Ridge. The narrative floppiness. <laughs> A hype sticker. <laughs> now with more narrative floppiness. It's a personal problem that I <laughs> that they 
<laughs> shouldn't Narrative talk about happiness lasts like for more than four hours. <laughs> uh, if there's a floppy this lasts for more than four hours, reboot your universe. <laughs> oh man, got him! All right, I, Tim, I how, guess, are the, how are the costumes in this movie? They're all right. Yeah. They were like, yeah, honestly, like, and you know what's not good when I was like, you know, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean that for real. Like the design work was okay in the extra things. Like that's like that's the like. Batman's barbarian look, he like loses the helmet right away. Like, it's all right. Now you're just Conan. Like, whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> people, there are places that everybody can be found in different varieties across the internet. So, uh, Mark, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me uh, at myself, just my name, at Mark Bibber on most social media websites. Uh, and just make it easy and then animation fascination uh at most places is either at animation fascination or at animated podcast um whether that's youtube twitter or i guess maybe it's x now who cares um instagram facebook all all of the places that you go online to find stuff that's what it's named so you can find that stuff there great uh frank where can the people find you and me Folks can find you and me at beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, and uh, you can uh, find other shows that feature both Tim and I uh, uh, over on our, our network, which is thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Good. And finally, Vector of the Vectorverse, where can the people find you? Uh, I have a link tree, which has all of my links, linktree.com slash Vector. I also wanted to say real quick, uh, both... The Vactorverse and Animation Fascination now have Patreons. So if you are feeling like contributing, uh, you we, I have some links in the show notes. Um, you can go there and uh, contribute. I've tried to jump on this train. Beer with Geeks has been there for years. And now we are here in the Patreon universe. Uh, but mostly I'm on YouTube.com slash Vactor. That's where I'm putting out most of my content i did want to say leading up to the ahsoka show not only am i putting out comic book content but leading up to the ahsoka show we're now in august um the i'm trying to put out as much ahsoka content as possible so youtube.com slash vector if you want star wars and ahsoka stuff great great gentlemen it's always a pleasure to talk to you even if it's about mediocre products um but it's uh but the characters are themselves are not mediocre, and neither are all of you, and that's what matters. So until next time, cheers. cheers. <laughs>